Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest show on earth, M-Class Podcast. We got upgraded to greatest show on earth, or downgraded, because we are in space. Hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> being the greatest show on earth if you're in space is just like being like nothing. Who it's cares? Like PBS. We're Pale the greatest Blue show Dot. on PBS. <laughs> uh, I'm Jeff. Hard to do. Oh, I'm Josh. And joining us today, for the first time in a long time... Ever. Hi, I'm Kevin. It's Kevin Cole, everybody. <laughs> he stepped all over that intro. Sorry. He's not, not off to a good start. Tomorrow. I got too excited. I was so quiet for the first part. Like, he did oh, so good. <laughs> he's going to announce me. I was like, oh man, Kevin's like a professional. He's like waiting to come in. Yeah. Nope. He like got introduced and he's like, I'm Kevin. I'm Kevin. <laughs> Just falling down the stairs. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> he just flops on the floor from the other room. I'm Kevin. <laughs> he just like, like puts his hand on his on his head. I'm Kevin. Just the, you, a creaking noise occurs, and you hear the roof split open as I fall out of a vent. <laughs> I'm Kevin. Oh man, it's I me, wish. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the neighbor kid. Surprising everyone and no one. Kevin like forces his way through the door and the crowd fucking cheers and claps for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I would edit that in, but I'm Kevin, not. Kevin, what to. are you doing here? Yay! And then like that awkward that awkward like every actor has to wait for the applause to yeah. die down and they're like waiting to deliver their line. Oh god, it's so stupid. I hate TV. On this episode of M-Class Podcast, we're going to be discussing the Season 2 episode of Deep Space Nine. Uh, it's Episode 8, I believe, called mm-hmm. Necessary Evil. It is Episode 8 on Netflix, too, shockingly. Yeah, Deep Space Nine tends to not be as fucked up, like, numbering-wise as TOS and TNG is. It's not hard, guys. They go in order. <laughs> Five, yeah. six, seven, eight, ten. Is that... <laughs> Is that because they combined certain episodes or something? No, or? they just fucking suck. Gotcha. It's like air dates are wrong and shit. It's like fucked up. Hulu dude. is like a million times worse. Like oh, Hulu's terrible. Like about I went everything. on Hulu to watch fucking um, Chopped because I like Chopped. It's a fun show. I wasn't gonna make fun of you, but sure, go for it. <laughs> we'll we'll take a break so you can no, make was- fun of me. Go ahead. I wasn't going to. Is Chop the what's cho- which one's Chop though? Chop I don't know. Is the one where it's like four chefs and they have rounds and you get like cut at the end of each round. One chef gets cut. with a knife. Yeah. Is <laughs> that get, why it's called Chop? You get fucking decapitated in the middle of the kitchen Holy if you fuck. lose. Are they I like, loved. Are they like ahead. celebrity chefs or are they like regular yeah. time chefs? They're regular time chefs. Gotcha. Okay. okay. You guys don't know what Chopped is? It's, it was a phenomenon. I I, I mean, only. <laughs> Sorry. I, no, no. Go. You. You're the guest. I, well, okay. I, was gonna, I said I was wait, gonna. I said I was, I was gonna, taking the night off, and and now I'm, I'm taking wait, the night no, off. I was gonna, oh. <laughs> I'm so great at this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Chopped is like so completely fucking out of order that three of the seasons are just the same episodes. <laughs> what? Like, how could you fuck up that badly? <laughs> That's crazy bad. Anyway, what was that show from Japan that I loved? Iron Iron Chef. Chef. I love that show. Iron Chef was like my favorite show when I was. I had the book. I had the cookbook. Oh shit! Did you cook anything out of it? No, it's all like fucking shit you cannot get here. Yeah, I don't know where to get. First, you need to cut the fugu correctly, or it'll poison you to death. Right? (laughs) It's like where do I get like 
I don't know, like sand from like a Japanese beach. <laughs> that's how they. That's how they Kobe cook beef. With. Yeah, I, I live in West Virginia. Stuff. Where am I gonna get this? I don't know. <laughs> Can Kobe? I use ground chuck? <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> Anyways, Deep Space Nine season two, episode eight, <laughs> Necessary Evil. Uh, a little bit of background information about this episode. It was aired November fourteenth, nineteen ninety three. Mhm, mhm. Uh, I, I was but a suckling babe at the time. 93. I was 10. I was, I was six. 4. I was, oh, we're perfectly spaced this guy's out. 4? You were born in 1989? Yeah, dog. At least it's the 80s. A, when people are start getting beat to be born in the 90s that I know, I'm always like, oh my god. You're just already piling the dirt on top of yourself at that point? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like shoveling the dirt. And I'm just like, I'm just lay here until next next go around. Uh, I got news for you, dudes. They're like, they're guys born after 9-11 now that are like 18 and yeah. ready to fucking punch out. <laughs> yeah, my my wife is a teacher and she like teaches people who were born in like 2002 now. She's a Wild. high school teacher. Wild shit. That's ridiculous. That's, that's not. Just throw the dirt no. on my casket. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fine for people to be young. <laughs> I don't I don't think they should be well, young. I one hundred percent seriously <laughs> I one hundred percent seriously don't think it's okay to be younger than me. You should all kill yourselves. <laughs> the hero that? of this story is the youngest. I'm the hero. No one is younger than me. <laughs> As the youngest person here, I, I give everyone permission to be born whenever they want to be. As the second I mean, oldest person deep. here, I rescind that permission. As the oldest person here, fuck you, young kids. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, high five. Get off my lawn, but sign up for my Patreon. <laughs> That's Get off true. My lawn, but sign up for my Patreon. Uh, this episode was directed by James Conway, who uh, directed a shit ton of shit. James L. Conway. Yeah, he um, directed 18 episodes of Star Trek. He worked on every series except TOS, but fun fact, he was a massive TOS fan and was mm. super psyched when he got to work on TNG. He worked on uh, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, uh, Charmed. Yeah, my favorite Star Trek show. 90210, <laughs> which I think is a Star Trek spinoff, and The Orville, which is exactly like that Star Trek. That is a Star Trek spinoff. Mm -hmm. uh, he directed... Um, uh, the Neutral Zone for TNG. He directed the one of the episodes we watched before for Deep Space Nine, Duet. Oh, yeah. And um, there's there's a lot of overlap in style between uh, Necessary Evil and Duet. There's a lot of, like, criminal justice shit happening in both it's of them. It's procedural. It's mm. very procedural. Um, but it was written by Peter Allen Fields, who wrote some of the best Star Trek ever. He did That's the a fake name. <laughs> calling him... <laughs> That's not a real name. Wrecked. Uh, he he did the teleplay for the Inner Light. He um, did, of course. We just watched that. Yeah, he did the story for In the Pale Moonlight as well. So he is oh, partially oh God. partially responsible for two of the best episodes of television ever. He's he's my hero. Seriously, like that that those are amazing. He also hmm. did the telepay, teleplay for Duet. So there's a lot of crossover with Duet in this episode. I don't remember Duet. Which one's Duet? <laughs> uh, Duet was the one with the guy who was pretending to be uh, the Cardassian villain. Oh, so uh, he get murderized yeah. to make Gold. up for what they did. 
Yeah, what is his name? Gol Eamon Maritza. I remember that yeah, name. Yeah, he was Gull actually whatever. Eamon Maritza. Oh, that guy was so good. What a great name, though. It's good. It's Eamon Maritza. It was Gol Dar Darheel. Darheel. Yeah. yeah. Gol Darheel. Yeah. It's cool that you remembered Eamon Maritza, though. <laughs> it's just a name. It's like splintered in my brain. Yeah. He also did uh, Way of the Warrior for Deep Space Nine, which we also did. Oh mm -hmm. shit. And uh, Little Green Men, which is just a great episode. Oh, God, uh, we have to watch that at some point. <laughs> it's I, so good. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't get into Little Green Men. I had to skip it. <laughs> it's wow. so ridiculous. It's, it's, it's in black and white. It's a farcical episode. <laughs> it's so good. In the middle of like some of the most serious episodes of Deep Space Nine is Little Green Men. It's true. Look, He-Man doesn't work if Orko doesn't come out every now and then, all right? That's true. I think it does though. Orko's <laughs> the linchpin. If you can't have Star Wars without Jar Jar, it's the linchpin. <laughs> I think we had Star Wars without Jar Jar for like a I don't long remember. Time. I don't remember any. Oh, of listen this. to this young guy talking about Star Wars before Jar Jar. <laughs> I don't. Do you remember even remember Star Wars? <laughs> I think I know a thing or two. <laughs> Just like a young person, thinking they know everything about everything. Millennials. Anyway, time to ruin the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> uh, so this episode has quite the pedigree behind it. Great director, mm. great writer. In a great series, it's a season two episode near the beginning of season two. But season I two forgot about this episode. Like I was like, I was like, this episode's really good. Why don't we watch this one more? This is my favorite episode of season two, I think, because I'm I'm like the detective story guy, and this is just a detective noir in space. Yeah. Well, you love noir, and this is a noir as fuck. It's neo noir yeah. in space. My it's favorite. Cow Cowboy Bebop as fuck. Um, I actually think this is just kind of an okay episode. <laughs> like I'm, <gasps> I'm not I'm not coming down on you guys. A differing I opinion. I think it's burn him. He's a, a witch. <laughs> I think it's a solid episode, but it shows how distracted DS9 can be with its ensemble cast and how it kind of always it doesn't always put the right attention where it needs to be all the time. Well, DS9, like, that's interesting. DS9 at this point is not a narrative; it's just a show. Like the narrative hasn't begun yet. This is yeah, that's true. And I, I wrote down that like this is definitely in the part of DS9 that is flaunting, like, the whole attitude of, you can't do that on TNG, and... <laughs> true. Yeah. And it, when, when... Not your dad, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you can't tell this story with, with Picard. Right. Like, this episode has a very, like, deep look at the idea of justice as a blank concept, though, which hmm. I like. I do like that, um, but I think when Deep Space Nine like explodes and gets amazing is when they figure out what they can only do on Deep Space Nine, like right, and they're not just rebelling yeah. against their dad. Little Green Men, yeah. that's when it happens. <laughs> Little Green Men, uh, tri trials and tribulations. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the one where Quark dresses up as a lady, that was probably... Oh, definitely. oh my yeah. god. Yeah, that's the peak for me. <laughs> that one didn't really age that well. That episode is god-awful in general. Like, even if you get past it being aged very poorly, it's just a very bad episode. Again, it's another instance of Futurama taking it and making it better. 
What was that? Uh, when Gender Bender was Yeah, there. Gender oh, Bender. Yeah. Yeah. Gender Bender is still pretty bad. <laughs> it's not as bad, though, because at the end, you kind of get like that. You kind of get it with, with that other episode, too, with the, well, the Quark episode. You get it very thinly. It's like it's like the thinnest layer of mustard on your sandwich. <laughs> is there mustard in this? Like, <laughs> Look, I want to know I'm eating mustard. Yeah, if you don't I want a mouthful of mustard. mustard. I like What's your favorite mustard? kind of mustard? Um, oh, fuck you, yellow? Josh. What's your favorite kind? Spicy brown is the correct answer. Or wasabi mustard. I didn't realize you were a fucking millionaire. Uh, <laughs> I am, and thank you. Gray Poupon is the best. Yeah, I pull over, and then my Rolls Royce, and I'm like, excuse me, do you have any spicy brown mustard? And the uh, the guy in the other fucking Rolls Royce is like, what am I, a billionaire? And drives away. <laughs> and then he says, that guy, I respect him. That guy fucks. That guy knows how to fuck mustard. I do. I like every type of mustard. I don't think I've ever had a type of mustard I don't like. I don't like yellow mustard. It's disgusting. Wow, you wow. are just, you guys are just wrong opinions tonight. I don't know if we can do this show. <laughs> Yep, yellow mustard blows. Yeah. See you later. You, you can only do a podcast where everyone agrees. That's, That's right. M class, baby. <laughs> Typically we agree, except Jeff is in the dark about this alien conspiracy shit. Yeah. He refuses to believe that aliens are real, just like Blink182 said, aliens exist. I deleted an email tonight that we got that mentioned conspiracy theories. I was like, nope, not getting into that again. They like, they like <laughs> to hear me go crazy about a conspiracy. They like it. Give the fans what they want, uh, Jeff. I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, nope, not getting into that again. Sorry. Sorry, I mean, fella. Sounds like it, the government deleted it. Yeah. As far as, far as aliens go, uh, I don't want to talk about it. He got abducted. Uh-oh. <laughs> he got little green men. That's why he doesn't like little green men. Have to too real. <laughs> Hits too close to home. Too fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, God, we're going on 15 minutes. We haven't talked about the show. <laughs> we talked about how Kevin hates it. I, I just think it's a, a it's a fine episode. Kevin, either you love it or you hate it. Those are the two internet Those choices are the two. for things. Those are the two. It's not boring. It's not a boring episode. I, I will. I yeah. I will say like I might some of my favorite uh, parts. Not to skip ahead to the synopsis part of the show, but like I like how it sets up. Um, without maybe knowing that they were doing this because like at, at this point like you said jeff like this is sort of just a show like where they're just like whatever we'll got to think of plots this week right yeah, yeah there's no it, ongoing narrative at this point yeah but it sets up characters well later which is which is really all you can ask for like a season two star trek show yeah, I mean, episode like we're at i don't even know how many episodes like 20 like 36 episodes into the series at this point yeah. Like, you can't do 36 episodes about Cisco. Like, you gotta do something with the rest of your characters. I watched the episode after this, and I was like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is also a very Odo-heavy episode, and I don't think Oh, God, Odo, you're gonna get fired. <laughs> Odo is very interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. Kevin is, like, really, really... You guys, this podcast is going to be over before it <laughs> I'm I, not going to hold it against him that he doesn't like a character I like. Th at this point of the show, before we get into the greater narrative, because, like, during the greater narrative, Odo becomes, like, completely obsolete. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, he's as like the, useless. As the show goes on, he becomes more and more obsolete as a character to the point where like Worf shows up at a certain point <laughs> even right. and they're just like he's the guy now. Yep. It's it's like they didn't like know what to do with them, but then they kind of like like they must have known what they were going to do with them, yeah. but they kind of had to like sideline him, like sit him out for a while, it's, right? It takes a while to get to that point where they start using him for like the Dominion War and everything. And I feel yeah. like they kind of ruin his character with that. He becomes this like Well, he gets crazy. super yeah. wishy-washy character that has no real direction. He gets drunk on that uh shape-shifting vagina. <laughs> He he put the puddle pussy on a pedestal, <laughs> on a, man. <laughs> on a on a puddle pedestal. I think they I think they didn't like string us along enough with Odo and make us like want to ask questions about shapeshifters. Like they just yeah. were kind of like, well, we got to do something about all these shapeshifters questions that no one is asking. So <laughs> let's make entire seasons about it. They kind of <laughs> allude to it where like he like he says in this where where he he's like monologuing uh, grittily mm-hmm. like a noir boy mm-hmm. and uh he's like maybe it's a maybe it's a racial memory you know like they so do, he's, they they're kind of like lot, actually they yeah. he's like i'm completely alone in the universe because i don't know where i come from he mentions it right. like every other episode but uh kevin is right in that nobody at home cares yeah, but- <laughs> like, yeah nobody nobody cared <laughs> He seems he seems very much like somebody's I say, you know? <laughs> like <he's, laughs> Maybe that's why I love him. <laughs> he's detached from a lot of what happens on DS9, like, on purpose. And a lot of this episode is about how he's a outsider, like neutral type dude, but it's not really true. Like he's yeah all his flaws are really positive like he cares too much or like he loves justice until his friends are involved like, <laughs> his major flaw to begin with is that he's working for the Nazis and refuses to yeah. accept it yeah. which is yeah, I feel like a, a, a bad flaw I feel like that's yeah. a bad yeah. flaw I, I wanted to talk about that too and how like you know they kind of like one of the one of the, the good points of the show I think is like you can't be objective and be around mm. Nazis, right? Like right, right. he's like he's like I'm just a guy. I'm just a neutral party here, you know. And like and like Kira's like uh, you're gonna have to decide sooner or later. Like right now, you gotta pick, right? I think, I think Odo has two big flaws throughout this series. One, he's a giant asshole. Yes, uh, <laughs> he is a big. Dickhead. Two, he can only turn into leather attaché cases. <laughs> That's a real weak shape-shifting power he's got going pretty, on there. Pretty handy if you lo- lose your luggage. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they spent all of their budget on blue lights for the DS9 set and not uh, Odo shape-shifting virtual of- or uh, computer effects. So I, It's pretty decent, though, for like 93, 94. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty is, okay. This is some early Secret World of Alex Mack shit when he does it do some transformation. It looks on par with like some of the shit from the Mummy, though. Like you watch, like I love that movie to death. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, but the like you watch the great. Mummy. I love that movie. But. You watch it and you're like, oh, this looks terrible. <laughs> like the Mummy looks like shit. <laughs> Take so. that shit, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Blasted. hope you never work again. <laughs> Fucking wrecked. He's, yeah, right. I'm gonna see the Mummy right four now, actually. On the Mummy four? No, I wish, but. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> He's uh he's Robot Man in the Doom Patrol show. What is that? What? It's a DC show. 
Doom, Doom Patrol? Yeah, Doom Patrol. It's from a comic that's been around since like the 60s. What the fuck is this? Fun, I don't uh, even John know Lyra what this is. Fun fact of the week for you. Doom Patrol started several months before X-Men, and it's about a bunch of mutant freaks whose society shuns that become a superhero team that are led by an old man in a wheelchair. It's got a Rorschach in it. No. It's it got a like mummy. It. There's a mummy Yeah, in a Rorschach. It. Yeah, he's well, a Rorschach. Rorschach has yeah, got a, a mummy. He's kind of like a hobo mummy, like a homeless mummy. Like a poor mummy. <laughs> so he's a zombie. <laughs> yeah, a zombie's a poor mummy. A poor mummy's just a dead guy. <laughs> yeah, th- they all have, like... Gro- poor mummies everywhere. They always have, like... The Doom Patrol all have, like, powers that aren't great, that are, like, actually kind of shitty for them. Like, Robot Man mm. is a brain in a jar that's in a robot body, and he can't feel anything. That sounds Man. awesome. <laughs> And That's what I want to be. The mummy negative man is just like a desiccated body that has a negative like a man ghost in it that he shoots. Why out. didn't Why didn't this comic take off? <laughs> uh, it's really weird. It's like one of the weirdest comics I've ever read. I never even heard about this. I never knew this was a thing. Is negative man just like a fucking pickup artist or something? Like, does he just yeah, nag you? nagging everybody. That was quite a stretch, but I'm gonna allow it. How I is mummies that? Can't, <laughs> mummies can't stretch; their skin's all dry. He's, they put he's lye on their skin. Negative man. <laughs> hey, uh, that dress would look good on you if you lost like 15 pounds. Wow, such power! <laughs> God, everyone wants to fuck me. It's too bad on my mummy and my dick fell off. <laughs> But I do have this gold dick. (laughs) Screws it on. Okay. I think we've gone far enough. (laughs) See Um, you next week. (laughs) Let's let's take a break, and we'll come back after these messages and actually probably talk about the show. Who knows? Odo investigates a bizarre murder from his past. I'm the murderer. Where Kira is the prime suspect. There. That's her. Now he must choose between loyalty. I have no intention of being a Cardassian agent. Don't push me, Odo. Sooner or later you're going to have to choose whose side you're on. And justice. Yes. I lied about my alibi. That doesn't make me a killer. On the next episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And we're back from those messages. Hopefully you all bought them. Kevin, did you buy that? I bought two. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Hopefully we actually put an ad in there and then we make you have to buy something. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just put funny things in there. If, if it was funny things, I bought three of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Three of them? Yeah. I like funny things. Funny things are on the rise. Thanks, Trump. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hey, he's the reason that the economy is great. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah, did you see that the uh, economy is way better than it's ever been in the history of mankind? I heard it's never going to stop. Entropy does not exist any longer. (laughs) Guys, here's where I'm going to break from you again Mm, in Opinion mm. Town. Here we go. I'm not a big fan of this Trump feller. Oh. How could you possibly not love <laughs> this bloated whale's corpse that we voted into the White House? <laughs> I just have a hunch. I have a hunch about this guy that he may not be on the he's, level. He, he's oh, not man. on the up and up. And also, he's killed a lot of people. <laughs> That's true. Especially children. Anyway. And irony. 
kind of like, kind of like Golden Cots on the planet Bajor. A, a Bajoran woman with like the most ridiculous earpiece I've ever seen anyone wear meets um, with Jeff, our hero Quark. Uh, a se- <laughs> a sexy Bajoran woman. Let's give compliments where they're due. Bajoran okay. don't crack, guys. Like she looks <laughs> great. She is a milf Bajoran. It's true. She's milfy. She, uh, her her name is Patrick. That's a cool name. It's Vatric Palra, and I don't remember where they call her Vatric or Palra. So, uh, uh, which one's first? Vatric. It's like Kira Narice, Vatric Palra. Yeah, so that's really her last name. I think they Nerese call her, is Ms. her first name. Miss Vatric. Anyway, Quark is like making with the noir criminal talk, whether. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's real speed. It's all it's like they're talking real quick, like they're real quippy, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's a storm outside. It's just fucking like atmospheric. It looks great yeah. for a daytime television show from 1993. <laughs> and she looks like she's from the like like a spider woman. She's a spider woman from the noir, right? She's wearing the dress, and oh man, and she's yeah. got that earring. She's being all sultry at him, and like trying yeah. to like sweet talk him into doing something for her. Sexual innuendo is yeah. a flying. He starts Nobody. masturbating directly in front of her. <laughs> he he actually flying. does. Yeah, he, he starts does. rubbing his earlobes at her. Yeah, he umoxes a bit. Ugh, just the ear tip. Self umoxes. <laughs> Does that make like a fleshlight for ears? <laughs> it's umoxturbation. That's nice. really good. Smart. <laughs> Don't compliment that shit. What? So. <laughs> He hates compliments. Keep doing it. <laughs> I'm proud of you. You've come so far. It's true. Um, so they're they're talking in, about the Cardassian occupation. Quark like got her stuff during the occupation because she paid him money, and now she wants hmm. a favor. And she also drops a very important line. She's like, "I didn't kill my husband. No matter what Odo thinks, I did." Uh oh. And Quark's you didn't. like. Yeah, I'm sure he died all by himself, you dumb broad. Blam. <laughs> he says that? I yeah. remember that. Uh, he does say, you didn't call me to Bajor to talk about tea. But but tea actually ends up being kind of important in this. Yeah, it matters. It's really, it's like, I thought that was cleverly done. And yeah. I kept thinking they were saying ginger tea, and I was like, they, they have ginger tea? But they, it's like ginger what? I thought they were saying ginger too. I thought they were saying like Blark Borky and ginger or something. Oh, maybe it's ginger, but it sounds like they're saying ginger. I think it's just ginger tea. Did I hear like a Matt Damon (laughs) translation? Ginger? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, get the cow, get the ginger tea. That's a little Australian. Are you telling me they have spicy roots on other planets? Unbelievable. Is it called... I guess it could be, like, a translator thing. I was thinking about that in this episode, like, Kira in the past calls him Constable before any of them have had any contact with the Federation. Yeah. And I'm like, are we hearing this through a translator? Is no, no. I mean, he's a Constable. Like he, Constable like he's, is, like, an old Earth thing. You know, they only called yeah. hobbies that shit. Yeah, but, like, it would be whatever the word is for Constable they would have a word for that. Yeah, yeah. I imagine they have some old-timey cop term that and translates to constable through it. And, and Rom says, like, ten seconds for, like, a measurement later on. Like, that... that Shouldn't he have, like, bing-bongs as far as, like... Bing-bongs? Yeah, I can do it in seven bing-bongs. Well, he's not... Seven?! Dr- 
He's not British. <laughs> Isn't he, though? Look at the teeth. Whoa! <laughs> we have people from England who listen to this. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. ridiculous. I apologize, but it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, <laughs> Quark, like, masturbates his ear at her, and he's like, I'll do it. Because she's like, you'll have my special undying respect. And he's like, ooh, that means vagina, so I'll do it. Yeah, she's going to umox him. Umox him all night, baby. And uh, he leaves, and uh, a man steps out. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. He is a man. A man. Like Scott lightning strikes when guy. he steps out. Like he steps out, lightning strikes, and I was like, "Am I That's supposed noir, to know who this guy is?" He should have timed that better. <laughs> oh, sorry, you weren't supposed to see my face yet. <laughs> uh, Even though you don't know who I am, I'm nobody. <laughs> I was born four hours ago. <laughs> we always, when Kevin's on here, we always reference stuff from before we started recording, but no one's. <laughs> they ever heard that. Get. They heard that before. They heard it. Um, they did not. <laughs> On Deep Space Nine, Odo has to start... He has to start, like, uh, recording, like, logs, like everybody else does. And he's, like, a petulant fucking child about it. It's mm-hmm. so... I thought this was really clever. Because, like, it gives him a reason to be noiri, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason for him to talk at the uh, recorder like he is. Other than he just doesn't want to do it. Yeah. So... It's great. Like, it's really clever, I thought. Like, it that's is really the reason. Clever. In character, he's being a petulant child, though. Mm-hmm. And there is, like, a running theme of memory versus record going on, like, throughout the mystery. So it's thematically appropriate as well. Yeah. For sure. Like, it was the absolute best way that you could have, like, the neo noir voiceover going on yeah. in this type of show. I mean,. It fits into every Star Trek show there's ever been or ever will be. There's always the voiceover at the beginning of every episode. Right. And they could have just done it that way. Like, he could have just been, like, a noir character, and I wouldn't have cared. I'd have been like, oh, this is just a noir episode. Yeah, this is more clever, though. Yeah, but it's clever that they give him, like, kind of motivation why he's doing that. And maybe he doesn't even know he's doing it, right? Like, because, like... Does he like noir? Like, later you find out he does, right? He likes mm. mysteries. Yeah, he loves like, reading Mike Hammer novels. Yeah, Mike Hammer. Mike Hammer. Mike Sounds Hammer like a has star. the greatest detective name. Like, Sam Spade was the best until Mike Hammer came along. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw Mike Hammer in, oops, fucked my stepmom. <laughs> oh, That's from before we were sort of yeah. We were talking about porn. <laughs> That's now normal. You know. It's normal to talk about porn with two of your straight guy friends. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah. Let's not put labels it's, on things. It's al- it's valid entertainment. <laughs> Let's not Come put on. labels on things like Pornhub's search engine does. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thank God, though. Thank you, Pornhub. <laughs> this, this episode of M-Class Podcast brought to you by Pornhub. Stroke your dick. <laughs> Or whatever you got. Stroke your stuff. <laughs> Stroke your stuff. That's good. <laughs> Stroke your stuff. All right, so Quark and later that night, 
Quark uh, brings Rom along, even though Quark thinks Rom is a fucking idiot. He brings him along anyway. Rom's getting like more Rommy now, right? Yeah, I love I, this I, episode. It, I made a note and I called it Rom Com because he's like com- a comedy Rom. Oh so I called it a Rom. That's so good. <laughs> You're welcome. I guess it's important to point out that uh, the sexy, milfy, uh, Bajoran lady told Quark that um, her husband used to have an office on Deep Space Nine. A shop, right? Yeah, he sold chemicals there. Yeah. And um, in that shop, which apparently is like a storage closet or something now, uh, in the wall, there's a box hidden there. That's what she wants. That's what she's going to give him Umox for. Yeah. And he doesn't know what's in the box, like, but she just wants the box. What's in the box? Could what's be anything. Could even be a box. What's in the box? <laughs> um, so they go to the chemist shop, and uh, there is there is a great little comedic section where Quark's like, I can break in in 25 seconds, and Rom's like, well, brother, I can do it in 10. Uh, brother. Nog <laughs> uh, made me this thing. And he's He also has to come clean about basically, like, having to rob Quark in order to run his bar when he's not there. He's sort of, like, reverse robbing him, though. Yeah. Like, it's so wrong. Like, he's not robbing him. He's only breaking into the vault to put more latinum into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I it's hilarious. I love that guy. He's so pure. He's, he might be my favorite Ferengi, and he's the he's, least Ferengi yeah. Ferengi. Grand Nagus Rom. That's true. Spoilers, but it's true. <laughs> and they they get inside and Rom again like admits to like wrongdoing for the right reasons and pisses Quark off when he's like oh we can just use these drops that burn shit off the wall yeah Quark sucks at heisting like, yeah what was he gonna do before then he's like I'm gonna take 25 seconds to get in here and then I'm gonna set off a bomb yeah right like just use the acid, the space acid that melts starship metal. <laughs> it's really good. Don't spill Jesus. that shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. If that gets on your hands, what yeah. would it do? <laughs> you don't My have hands. hands anymore. <laughs> Fucking eat your hands off. Don't touch that stuff and then touch your eye. That's for damn. Yeah, oh don't go to the God. bathroom after you touch it too. Talk about that, burning when you pee. Your two dicks will fall right off. <laughs> Frankie have two dicks now, I just said it. Every, oh, I thought they just, just had the third ear down there. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a dick. They've just got another ear to Umox down there. Oh, yeah. So, But they find, like, a tiny little box, which is obviously a pencil case that they've painted. Yeah, or a glasses case, maybe, yeah. from LensCrafters. It looks exactly like this little pencil case I had that held, like, five pencils when I Were was Were there eight names in it? Were there a bunch of names in yours? Yeah. I gave them up to the Cardassians, though. Oh, dude, they're dead. Those hey, those people are dead. R- random thought. Why did this guy write down the names of all the people he was collaborating with? So he could blackmail them. Got yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he didn't... Because like, it's like a, any cell, right? Like, they didn't know each other, right? Collaborators are kept away from each other to as to not intermingle them so they know right which is why the wife wants the list so she can do the blackmailing so she yeah. can put the lights yep. back on okay i'm back i'm i'm here i'm, I'm back here. in the episode i thought okay. it was dumb now it's okay <laughs> she dra- got all dolled up in her dress but no lights i thought it was okay now it's still okay <laughs> <laughs> very strong opinions from mr kevin cole <laughs> I'd give it a 5 out of 10. I have no strong opinions one way or the other. (laughs) 
tell my wife I said hello. So, so they go back to Quark's bar, and Quark immediately opens the box, like everyone knew he was going to. Of course, and he needs. He thinks it's like gold or jewels or whatever the fuck. But it is just a piece of paper with eight Bajoran names on it, which I think is crazy because it's like paper. Like, why would like? I mean, it makes sense because it's permanent. Well, more permanent than like a computer, it's right? Hack permanent. Paper. Yeah, you can't yeah. hack it. Like, it's Change always it. gonna be there. Yeah. Um, but like, Rom goes to the pisser. I guess he goes and to get a, pic- oh. a a camera, an imager. An imager. Yes. It's not a camera. It's the future. <laughs> I like how they make the imagers in Star Trek cameras, though. And it's like, we don't even have that now. We have fucking telephones that take pictures. <laughs> um, but the guy who was in the lightning strike earlier, when he stepped out and he was like, it's me, a guy. He comes <laughs> back, back again and he's got lightning a gun. Jones. What's his name? We don't have a name. He doesn't have him. a name. Just assassin man. Yeah, the assassin, and he's like, "There's a great line, very, very like detective story, neo noir type of line, where he's like, it's just business. I'm sorry.' And Quark yeah. says, "Yeah, me too. Me too. It's, it's so him noir. in the gut." <laughs> Which I was like, "Wait, what? Is that like saying like, is that like the movie theater attendant saying like, have enjoy the show, and you saying you too, like you too, yeah." <laughs> Enjoy getting shot. You too. Fuck. The, the last thing you say is socially awkward. Ugh. Now I gotta be in hell thinking about this forever. Stupid. 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 Why did I say that? He's an assassin. He knows. The the Lightning Jones assassin steals the list and takes off. And Rom comes back in and he's like, no, brother. He's freaking out, man. And then it cuts to a commercial. Yep. Cuts to commercials. TV. Us at home, sitting on our couches, you're like, oh my god, Quark's this dead! Half, <laughs> this two and a half minutes is agonizing. How am I going to see what's going to happen? I don't give a fuck about head on or how to apply it. Where's Quark? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, we go back and Bashir is like trying to resuscitate Quark, but he can't because Quark didn't choke on something or pass out. He got fucking shot. <laughs> Yeah, he got shot with a uh, Tetrion beam, mm-hmm. which yeah. modified Tetrion beam. He got shot with one of those plastic Glocks or whatever, a 3D printed gun or some shit. Oh, from that movie with Clint Eastwood, <laughs> yeah, where yeah. he's the Secret Service agent. What is that movie called? It's called 3D Printed Gun. <laughs> they 3D print a gun, but it's before 3D printing, and then like it's just a plastic gun, and that's like the MacGuffin is a guy made a plastic gun. <laughs> And it's like, okay. They don't even, like, have that as a problem on this. They're just like, he probably smuggled a gun on board. How the fuck did he do that? Like, how do you not know someone brought a gun on? It only scans for, like, certain weapon types or Rom has turbo acid. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, do you think an alarm would go off for, like, duranium-eating acid? Like, if it drops on the floor, it's going to cause decompression. It's like, fuck that shit. If you went to the airport right now with duranium eating acid in your bag, they'd be like, well, it's less liquid than we usually take away from you, so here, you can keep it. Yeah, well, the plane's not made out of duranium, so who cares? But if you brought a gun, (laughs) they'd stop you. They'd be like, no, no, no. (laughs) Yes, and they would send me on my way. Slap on the wrist. Excuse me, hey. sir. You're white, so you can't go on the plane with the gun, but you can go on the plane. 
all of the guns, stamp. sir. And then I have to stop and go, oh, and then take my other guns out. And then he holds you upside down and shakes the guns out of your pants. All the guns come out of me. So many guns. And they're like, bloom, 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 bloom. And then a tiny one. Of them go, one of them goes off. And then a lady screams in the back. <laughs> a cat and a cat meows. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, we should just be plotting cartoons, I think. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, for some reason, Dr. Bashir cannot uh, fix a bullet wound on the floor of a bar. He gives up, and he's like, take him to the infirm- infirmary. They don't beam him there or anything. No. They just, like, half-ass him because it's Quark. put him on a stretcher and take him there. Who cares? It's Quark. He'll die, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Nobody cares. Like, Odo, Cisco, and Kira are just standing there having a conversation. They're just like, do we know who did this? No, I don't know. Well, they know how he's an idiot. And, right, like, they, so they know, like, one of my favorite parts is, like, with Rom is, like, they play him so well. Like, they fucking oh, yeah. play him like a fiddle. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's great. It's so good, because Rom's a dingus, and he's stupid. There is a, a I great love... line that Cisco says where he's like, oh, he's a friend. He's a friend of the family. His yeah, son, he's a good my cop. son or friend. Yeah, and he's I was like, He's overselling the good cop. He's playing him. <laughs> yep. Cisco is so down to clown in his one scene. It's great. It's <laughs> down to clown. <laughs> he showed up for like two hours that day, and he's like, "All right, time to ham it up." <laughs> he's just fucking Avery doing Brooks laps is on always him. ready. He's always down to clown. He's always yeah. ready to ham it up. Yeah, yeah I love is. him. Um. <laughs> But finally, Rom's just like, oh, it was a list. You know, he just says it. He fucking spits yeah. it out. And uh, Rom takes them over to the ship storage room. And he's like, oh, it was... Uh, oh, he takes Odo there. Cisco isn't in this episode anymore. They didn't pay him enough. No. Yeah, he has to go do whatever, vacation day. <laughs> but uh, He's singing in a jazz something or other later. Right, piano jazz. He yeah. likes that. Yeah. yeah, he's like a poet as well. He's doing slam poetry. Slam poetry on Bajor. He goes to Bajor and does slam poetry. <laughs> that sounds cool. I'd go to that. Um, but if it was like, Avery Brooks. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Odo has like a like Wayne's World flashback where he just immediately stops <laughs> and stares off into the distance, wide eyed. Yeah. Mm. Something's up with. He knows this shop. He's like in here, this shop, and and Rom's yeah. like, oh yeah. <laughs> and it cuts to Odo dressed uh, in what is described as a civilian outfit, but looks more like a uniform than his regular outfit. It looks awesome. Like, yeah, I love his, like, cl- it's, like, so, like, Blade Runner-y, which I think is probably what they're going for, because obvious, there's obvious connections there, right? And they're blue-ass past lights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that place was full of fucking... Death, man. You don't want to see death. Blue lights calm the death down. Yeah. <laughs> God, I, a lot I of people are that. dying in here, but the lighting is so nice. Yeah, I can't really see it, so I guess I'm okay with it. It's so calming. <laughs> cool. It feels cool in here. It's like that kitchen blue that doesn't make you, that makes you not want to kill yourself. What? What's I that? Need some of that. Oh, yeah. Wait, what is it? There's like a there's like a, a hue of uh, turquoise that a lot of uh, 1950s kitchens are painted because it was believed that this color was calming and it would reduce the suicide rate of the of the women who are forced to be in the kitchen all day. Is that the yep. idea? 
Yeah. yeah. And we have always lived in just a hellscape. Just oh, I am a good ass. husband. I painted my kitchen blue. That way my wife won't murder herself. <laughs> Time to go off to the Ford factory or wherever I work. Whatever exists now. Ring-a-ding-ding. <laughs> Time to go off to the cigarettes factory. Nobody will ever find anything wrong with these babies. Broads, am I right? Always trying to off themselves. <laughs> Better smoke a few for my health. <laughs> the doctor says two a day is good. <laughs> Packs, that is. So Odo, in his cool-ass outfit, enters into the chemist shop at the same time he was in our time, which is the future time, really. It's, it's not so, our time. It's a great transition. You're like, yeah. oh, this is good. This is when I was like, oh, this is good. I like this. And mm. everybody's favorite Joseph Mangala Gold Ducat <laughs> is there. He's sort of like all of the Nazis put yeah. together. <laughs> He's got like all his 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 fingers and all the Nazi stuff. <laughs> he uh he he pops in there and he's Ducat is like sitting down like all like a male model in like yeah. a Sears catalog. Yeah. And well, this uh, is we find out there's a corpse next to him a few minutes yep. later. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is Ducat like at the height of his power. Like this is like his one perfect summer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he well like what's crazy about Ducat is like you think that this is him at the height, right? Like yeah. like you're like this is what I like about this episode like how it makes the characters better later is like you're you're like the first time you watch this show you're like, oh, Ducat, he was such a bad guy. Thank God he's not there anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? And you're like, oh, we we really got away with that one. Like, thank God Ducat's not there anymore, and we'll, he probably won't be a problem. <laughs> but, and, then, and then, spoiler alert, he turns into, like, a turbo Satan ghost. He did. <laughs> and he starts, like, the deadliest interstellar war in the history of the galaxy. Because cool. a bunch of evil ghosts told him to do it, too. What a scam. Damn. What a scamp. What a, what a scamp. What a genocidal scamp. Ducat's Crazy. like, hey, you ever seen a dead body? <laughs> he does say that line. It's weird. And Odo's like, uh, yeah, I see the people who die in your labor camps every day. And he's like, no, no, someone who matters. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And he's he like, says they're casualties. Yeah, he, he like yeah. pulls a rag off of a dead body that he was just lounging next to. Yeah, it's kind of into that, I guess. And he's like, this guy was murdered in his shop. He owns this place. His name's Vatrick. Which and is also a cool name. It's the same cool name you said was a cool yeah. name earlier. Yeah, it's also cool. That's what I mean. It's it also a cool, a cool name. name. <laughs> yeah, it's still cool. <laughs> um, but like, he's like, I want you to investigate this murder. And Odo, uh, like anyone, would be like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? It's like and a when cop, you... like a fucking cop on the street walked up to me and was like, "Hey Jeff, I want you to investigate this murder." <laughs> what? He's like, he's like, "I think you'd be good at it." And he's like, "Come on, come on, what else are you doing? A neck trick? You going don't to be Cardassian a Cardassian neck trick? Don't be <laughs> don't a be bitch. A... <laughs> don't be like those broads and not do a thing." <laughs> Odo, come on, investigate this murder come for me. On, Odo. Odo. Come on, man, I'll do you a solid later. <laughs> and Odo's like, all right. Odo's like, nah, I'm not interested. And he's like, but if 
if I'm the one who has to investigate it, I'm just gonna pick ten Bajorans and then kill them. Right. He just yep. like randomly is yeah. And he's like, uh, uh then I guess I will. Yeah. <laughs> you you kinda like you kinda get the sense that Odo sucks. <laughs> like Odo kinda sucks, right? Odo is like a wounded dog at this point. Like, he won't look yeah. at anybody. He keeps, like, staring at the ground and, like, a refusing eye contact. Well, he's playing the dictator game. Like, he's <laughs> like, I'm not gonna cause any trouble and I'm probably gonna live longer, right? But it's... He, he's just a little babby slime boy in this one, too. <laughs> yeah. A babby slime He's boy. only been alive for, like, a year or two at this point. Like, four hours. <laughs> so it's yeah. really like Hitler was like, hey, you toddler. <laughs> And the baby was like, <laughs> he was like, hey, baby, why don't you investigate this murder for me? And the baby was like, I don't know. I am a baby. It seems like it would be a bad idea. And he's like, come on, baby. Well, I am Hitler and I am full of bad ideas. But Odo's like, you know what? For the sake of justice, capital J justice, which doesn't involve anything but who's guilty and who isn't guilty, I'll do it. And Odo being like, I suppose everyone from Slime Planet loves justice. Like, just based on me. Based on one, like, surface. Yes. Like, level. I bet Nature was... versus nurture. Nur nature wins out in Odo's mind every time. <laughs> I bet everyone on Slime Planet loves pineapple on their pizza. <laughs> I do. <laughs> It might not have anything to do with, you know, him being uh, raised in a, a society uh, oppressed by Nazis. Maybe that's why he likes justice. Nah, fucking idiot slime people. Slime babby. It's a slime babby trait. <laughs> fucking idiot slime But uh, <laughs> Ducat, like, takes him immediately to the victim's wife, Paula, and is like, yeah, it's sad that he's dead and all. And Odo, being the greatest detective who ever lived, mm -hmm. says... Wow, you haven't even cried for your husband dying. I could yeah. see because your skin isn't all puffy underneath your eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah, I think the actual line is, bitch, you ain't cry. And it's like, <laughs> wow, that's a weird break in character for Odo, but... He puts his face <laughs> real close to hers and keeps tilting it. Bitch, you ain't cry. <laughs> bitch, you ain't cry. <laughs> Really cuts to the core of the scene. And people were like, this is how people are going to talk in 20 years. Yeah. And they were right. <laughs> but, like, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm sad because... I'm not sad he died because he was having an affair, but that doesn't mean I killed him somehow. Yeah, great mo great uh, alibi. I didn't kill <laughs> it him wasn't because me. I didn't kill him. And Odo's like, well, she says she didn't kill him. I mean... And then Sh Shaggy's It Wasn't Me started playing, and she just... Me dances around for like five minutes and you're like what the fuck yeah shaggy really ahead of himself time. comes out and starts singing <laughs> mr boombastic and you're like this is this song's not even out yet <laughs> who is this guy and he's like don't worry you'll know in about five years and he says it's me shaggy because <laughs> that's how he talked <laughs> later on we'd be like shaggy was that you and he's, and he's and like he'd be like it wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> That was too perfect. <laughs> Setting him up, knocking him down. Anyway, she's like, he's been having an affair with some bitch, and I'll show you who it is. And they go out on the promenade, and she points out a lady, and it's long-haired Kira. Oh, uh, yeah. And, oh, man. And you're like, fuck, yes, Kira with long hair, finally. <laughs> this show's been on for 36 episodes, but I've been waiting for this. 
And you're also kind of like, if Kira's supposed to be, like, kind of the focus of this episode, shouldn't she have been a bigger part of all the preceding scenes? But okay, long-haired Kira's here. It's a surprise for the audience. They haven't been focusing a lot on her, so that when she does show up, you're like, oh, it's Kira. It's Uh, misdirection. I think he goes to her. Does he do that yet? They they talk very briefly. She walks up to him, like, right now. No, but I mean, he in the in the prime time, in the real time. Yeah. Doesn't he talk she, to her? She was there when um, they were talking about Quark getting shot in the gut. Yeah. yeah. And but but like why? <laughs> like almost why give the give the um, good cop scene to Cisco when you could have Kira do it too? Like that would be a cute thing for them to play off each other and do. Yeah, like, that would be good. I yeah. Just, if you have Kira in the episode too much before the shocking reveal that it's Kira in the past, I don't think it would be as shocking. Right, I agree. And I don't think she would be a good good cop. She doesn't seem like the good cop type. No, she'd be a great bad cop. Yeah, redheads are not good good cops. Well, maybe they could just torture Rom together and have a little romantic moment. (laughs) Not yet. I'm not ready for Odo and Kira romance still. We're not in season season six peak Odo being an idiot about Kira. That's still not okay with me either. It's like, I don't think that should have been done, but whatever. Um... Yeah. Kira walks up to Odo and she's like, I can't like hold the ships anymore. Like I had the ships held so that we could find the murderer, but like I can't do it anymore because right. they're all I guess bitching a lot. They're like, We got schedules to keep. I got some chemo site on here. I gotta go back in time with it. And they're they're both like <laughs> this is reminding me of Vatrick's murder and Odo's like, Yeah, I've been thinking about that too and stares off into the distance. Yeah. Um, I know there's I know there's like a lot of good lighting and soft focus and pretty good hair work going on. And I gotta say, like, they made they did a good job of making Kira look younger for this. Like it doesn't seem too um obvious what they're doing. It's just sort of like, yeah, she's a little bit younger. Yeah, it's not like like a long time ago. Yeah, right? I think it's like the long hair probably does it. They decided that giving her long hair made her look like a little bit more youthful. Yeah. I, I yeah, also, she's, like, a terrorist, and, like, she's a little more carefree, right? A little more... Terrorists uh, are usually pretty carefree people. Yeah, they're carefree, happy-go-lucky, <laughs> just a group, group, a group of people blowing up stuff. Josh, terrorist or freedom fighter? It's Think a thin line. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> it depends oh, on where man. you're standing, buddy. That's Everything's right. relative. Perspective matters. <laughs> if you would like to join ISIS, please tweet <laughs> at Real Kevin Cole on Twitter. Now we're on a list. <laughs> uh, I think it's probably about time to take another break, believe it or not. <laughs> Our lawyers are mandating ISIS. it. Uh, I see our producer just off the side is waving frantically at me, so I'll go ahead and throw to commercial. (laughs) We'll be right back after these messages. Soda, OJ, purple stuff, and two kinds of Sunny D. Two kinds. Oh, hi. Some kids love the rich and tangy taste of original Sunny Delight. Others go for the lighter texture and smoother orange taste of California style. Moms love the vitamins in both. Hey, your mom is cool. Yeah. I know. Sunny Delight, the good stuff kids go for. And we're back. 
with uh, more of this beautiful, beautiful episode of M-Class Podcast. That Kevin hates. <laughs> it's okay. It's just average. <laughs> it's a perfectly, competently written episode. By John L. Conley? Jim Conley? James Conway. James, fuck, I was and so... And Peter Allen Fields is the name of the writer. Oh, yeah. The fake name of the writer. P.A. Fields. It sounds so fake. James McAvoy and Mrs. Fields wrote a really good one this time, I'd say. <laughs> I love James McAvoy. <laughs> Who doesn't, dude? I love him. He's gonna turn out to be racist. Anyway, oh, uh... <laughs> That's topical. Evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when we last left Odo, he was investigating uh, Quark's murder, even though Quark was still alive. Oh, yeah, he's not dead yet. He's just, like, on Ferengi life support. Yeah. <laughs> like, Odo is uh, grilling Rom, who's getting more and more upset. And mm-hmm. so he's like, let's take a break. And he's like, you know, you're going to acquire Rom's bar now, or you're going to acquire Quark's bar now that he's dead. And Rom's like, oh, I am. Oh, I never thought about that. And he gets all fucking excited about it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, mmm, you seem pretty excited about that, Rom. <laughs> it's called motive. So, but- like, th- here's where I go straight negative, man, on this just this one scene of the episode where mm-hmm. Odo is like, reach deep in your mind, Rom, and produce for me, like, this clue that I need. It just seems a little, like, dumb. <laughs> Yeah, he tries to make him. He tries to make him remember the name, right? Like, would that work on anyone? <laughs> like, I mean, is that like admissible? Is that like a good lead? No, no. right? Yeah, no, it is. It's dumb. not. <laughs> uh, I'm. I wouldn't ever take up for this. This is actually the worst scene in the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Defi- definitely the the weakest scene. They didn't know how to like proceed. They were like, "What's a clue?" Like. I don't know. Just have Rom remember the name. Yeah, this is like, like this is a uh, a medium to bring us more Rom stupidity and yeah. chuckles. That's what this scene is for. Some more rom com you're talking about? Yeah, rom com. They're rom com. But he's he's like I don't know. Plums the depths of his Ferengi mind and comes up they with got the name. Four lobes. Chesso. Chesso. Chesso or Chesaro. <laughs> And Odo's like, hey, Kira, do you know anybody named Chesso? And Kira's like, no, it's not even a real name. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? He's he just like, made that up. He's like, okay, Kira Nerys. I'm sure that's not a real name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all names are made up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but uh, Kira walks away, and Odo, again, has like an acid trip flashback to his days. Yeah. Working In under the, the 60s. Occupation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Odo walks up to Kira, who's having lunch in a cafeteria. They have, like, a slave yes. cafeteria. S- slave cafe, yeah. Slave promenade. Yeah, some of that good slop. Yeah. And, uh... Literally, it's, like, slop from the floor. <laughs> mm. It's called New Jersey Turnpike. It's a drink. Look it up. Ugh. I don't want to eat or drink anything that has New Jersey in the title. Is exactly. It, is it shaken or stirred? It's whatever you want. It's it's mopped. It's slopped. It's dick stirred, I believe. You dick stir it with the dick. A live dick, preferably. Uh, dick stir is my favorite hard-boiled detective novel. <laughs> Oops, I fucked my detective. <laughs> 
Nice. Uh, that's like so five. That's like five fucking callbacks. It's, it's like five a, callbacks to shit no one knows. It's like a Dagwood of callbacks is what's going on right They're now. Fucking geniuses. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with that. Chesso. M class podcast. Super genius. <laughs> uh, what a laugh that was. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but like. Odo basically just walks up and he's like, hey, hey, lady, did you fuck this guy? <laughs> and she's like, no, I wasn't having an affair with Vatrick. Yeah, ew. We were just friends. And Odo's like, well, that must have been really difficult to have sex. <laughs> Which always How do you have sex up. when there's no intimacy? <laughs> she's like, we were just friends. He had ginger tea. Or ginger yeah. tea. If Josh ginger tea. Ginger. I heard it very Boston-y Boston. the second time. Ginger. ginger. Boston. I keep go- we both keep going Australian when we say ginger it's that way. It's the A. It's the long A. Because the ginger. A's are real long. Ginger. Ginger? That's a little it's bit It's like better. a ginger tea. Uh, a cup of tea. <laughs> but Akira's like, yeah, I was just at the bar when he was getting murdered. I was trying yeah. to find some work. Mm. Which is a lie. And Odo's like, mm, I'll check on that. And if you, if you tell on me fibs, yeah. I'm gonna throw you to the fucking Nazis. Well, Put this quest marker above your head so I can find you when I come back. <laughs> well, Odo's. Well, Odo starts by scooting up, being like, "Hey there, pretty lady." <laughs> <laughs> pretty lady. He does. Hello. Say, he, he does say that. He sits down and he's like, "A pretty lady like you shouldn't be eating alone." And she's like, yeah, I don't fuck people for money. Piss off. Yeah, she thinks that it's like a, a prostitution, and which it's not, question mark? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely unwarranted. Does Odo even have a dick? He can. Can he make a dick as well as he makes a face? Because that's terrible dick. Odo can just become a dick. Yeah, he could. I mean, that's kind of what, like, shapeshifter sex is. It's just like you're... You're both the dick and the vagina. He could become a Bajoran dick tornado. <laughs> oh, you were the guy who did the Bajoran dick tornado trick. <laughs> you gotta stay out of the southern badlands during the high season. Those Bajoran dick tornadoes will fuck you up. Alternately, go to the southern badlands. <laughs> I mean, try it out. Try it out. Keep an uh, open mind. The The most important part of the scene, though, is that uh, and Kira's like, you're going to have to pick a side one day, Odo. No one can stay yeah. neutral during this occupation. Yeah. Which I love, because mm-hmm. it's super true. Yeah. Very poignant these days. Yeah, you can't just be like, well, I don't know, because <laughs> that counts as being a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, you can't say that there are very fine people on both sides. Yeah, like, there are not very <laughs> fine people on both sides. There seems to be one side that's made up of Nazis, actually. Yeah, snake yeah. So, Nazis. <laughs> yeah. And also our situation. Snake, snake, snake Nazis. Snake Nazis. <laughs> How come they never called them that in Star Trek? Instead of Cardies. Ah, the fucking snake Nazis. Fucking snake Nazis. They already got a racist term. Spoonheads. Spoonheads. Yeah. Spoonheads <laughs> is my favorite Soundgarden song. <laughs> Back on Bajor in our time, yep. mm-hmm. Odo goes to Mrs. Vatrick's house, and uh, she's got her lights turned back on. Odo makes specific note of that. 
Yep. Yeah. She's like, I don't know about any lists. I don't know what Chesso is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Get out of here. I'm sick of seeing your fucking melty ass. Get out. But, <laughs> but then he Columbo's her. He, he, he just 100% one more thing. Columbo's her. Yeah. <laughs> he Columbo's her fucking hard. Like cold just, clocked columbo out of nowhere. Just one. There is one thing I wanted to talk about. Do you know anybody named Chesso? (laughs) She's like, that's not a name. (laughs) That's not a name like my name, Vatrick. Yeah, with two A's. Weird. Vatrick? It doesn't matter. Vatrick? Like a hat trick in hockey? I don't know. Odo uh, has like a little. He he does a little voiceover again. He's ha- in his log. He's being blatantly racist against Ferengi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like well. the Ferengi holds on to life like it's gold press latinum. Yeah, but, fucking cool though. Or maybe he loves me and wants to help me solve the case. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he maybe says he like maybe he's the only real witness yeah, I have. He's the only witness. Yeah. It's like no, Quark wants to live. He doesn't want to help you, Odo. Maybe Odo he and Quark are best friends forever. Maybe he went to the to the uh, where is it? Where do they go? The Grand uh, Heaven uh, Treasure Nagus? Is that what it's called? Yeah, the the and then he talks to the old Grand Nagus, and maybe he's doing that right now. That would be a hilarious B plot, of which this <laughs> DS Nine episode has none. There is no has, there's no B plot. It's all straight noir. Kevin just doesn't like noirs, I don't think. I'm just pointing out the fact that there's no B-plot in this episode. There is a B-plot. It's called more A-plot, bitch. Get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) B-plot is two (laughs) A-plots. I think it's good. that this. I think this script is distracted enough as it is. I don't think it really needs a B-plot taking our attention away from what needs to happen. I mean, I I, I don't think it needs a B-plot. I don't think it's distracted, though. (laughs) I feel like maybe Josh and I watched a different episode. <laughs> maybe we did. Right. Maybe we. I think we just like noirs more, me and you, because we're old, old and grizzled, and Kevin's true. a young boy. I'm impatient. from the young times. I'm impatient. impatient. Just who did it, right? Just tell me. <laughs> it's Star Trek. Don't you have scanners or some shit? I don't know. Just fucking find it, out. Just fucking type into the computer who did it, and I'll tell I mean, you. It's the future. Extrapolate the position of the Tetrion beam and how tall he was, and also you scan DNA, right? Who was it? I mean, I'll, I'll throw this at you. If this really wanted to, like, take a few pages out of Columbo's book, this would be from Kira's perspective, and it would be her covering up evidence from Odo so that he would never find out about what she did. If I want to watch Columbo, Whoa. I'll watch Columbo. <laughs> I like this better. I think this makes Kira, like, super cool in my book. <laughs> Murder makes someone way cooler. I, I mean, mean, it's totally it's justifiable. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, mean, I mean, it's like he was gonna kill her. Super kill justifiable. Him. Spoilers, she killed him, by the way. But anyway, I mean, it's like the best way to kill somebody is if they're a Nazi, and this guy was working for the Nazis, so he deserves it. Yeah, yeah. We ha- we're not even there yet. We gotta we gotta get there. Yeah, yeah. We're not even there yet. Like Bashir gives it. the information up that Quark probably. Is, he doesn't know if he's going to live or die. He's on 50, the precipice. 50. Yeah. Which, Could go either way. It seems like a, a little flaw in this episode that I'll, I'll point out is that getting shot kills you. Like, even in the yeah. future. <laughs> yeah, especially with a space gun. Point blank range. He flies 13 feet across the bar. Yeah. Like, that alone would probably kill a normal person. I, 
I don't know. His like his his front torso bit is all like uh, roasted marshmallowed up, and like yeah, it could just be like a a, a surface wound. I don't know how a fucking flesh wound. Maybe there are no organs there. We don't know how it heats up. Made. It heats up all the shit in your body. It would just fucking kill you. Like your body can't handle that shit. But it's the future, so medicine <laughs> saves them. Yeah, maybe they like preserved his brain or some shit. <laughs> Putting organs in him. Kira stops by to tell Odo. She's like, I think I know who Chesso is. It's a, a dude named Cesaro. Mm. Yeah. And he, during the occupation, he was there all the time d- at the station. Mm. He was like he a like mining a, engineer. He had like a private room, right? Like, is that, is that that guy? Uh, No, the guy who got a, killed had the private room. They place. had the private room, yeah. So, um, like, that's important. However, <laughs> Cesaro died. He drowned in a pond at his house. Oh, sure. That the sounds night normal. Oh, like recently, right? Yeah. yeah. And Odo's like, yeah. oh shit, Mrs. Vatrick had Cesaro killed. She was like, hey, yeah. Chesso, that's Cesaro. Cesaro, yeah. And, uh, Quark, like, he also told her Quark is still alive, which at the time seemed like, I'm gonna bait her into a trap. Yeah, but, but really, just he was just dumb. being stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I can't believe that this mean woman would ever be a suspect. <laughs> she said she didn't kill her husband. I believe her. Um, but he just, he's like, he wants a security guard on Quark at all times. Just one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Send he, a very short, non-muscular man to stand yeah, This is my favorite Quark. part of the whole episode. This part coming up is my favorite part. And there make is a sure, flashback first. You, you gotta make sure to place... A very convenient murder pillow, just out of frame, above <laughs> above Quark's head. You got uh, Can we get the set decorator to get a murder pillow in here? Make it just big enough to kill someone in their sleep with. Yep. Does this look like it could smother you? <laughs> we'll, work. we'll make it work. One with more heft, maybe. <laughs> we get a little Some bit fabric. of a flashback here, mm-hmm. where uh, we get to see Odo meet Quark. And Quark is a much more happy man during the occupation. Yeah, he's living it up. He's yucking it the fuck up. This dude. is his perfect summer. <laughs> yes, it yeah. is. He loves this shit. And uh, he's like, was there's someone named Kira Norris here? And Quark go, gets as gross as humanly possible for a little bit. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, she was here. She was showing me her initiative, if you know what I'm saying. Right, which is like. A total lie because she's not like that, and yeah. Quark knows that. But that's a lie that Kira told Quark to say. Like, well, do we know that, or do we know? Did she tells him to make up an alibi so he could have just made it up, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's, like, it's <laughs> a lot more Quark than it is Kira. Yeah, it's yeah. more Quark than Kira, right? Yeah. He's like, he I kind of want to. I kind of want to bang her, so I'll make up that I did. <laughs> He's like, yeah, she gave me some added incentive to hire her. Yeah. Like, he gives, like, 30 sexual innuendos, and finally Odo goes, is this a sexual thing? <laughs> Like, he's like the dumbest idiot ever. It's like, yeah, man, he's at, been hammering it home. At that point, I was like, is Odo me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It would explain why you don't like him so much. <laughs> I like me. <laughs> Enough. Enough. It's okay. It's okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> 
I'm fine. I'm not, gra- I'm not great. I'm but not, Odo yeah. gets pissed. He's like, yeah. you're a fucking liar. And he, like, yeah. grabs him by the collar and pulls him over the table. Very noirish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, don't hit me, don't hit me. I didn't have sex with a... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do the umox with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Kira paid money to provide her with an alibi. That's what we yeah. get from this scene. Yeah, yeah. which is uh, not great. Not a great, not great. No. Um, Woof. It's really kind of, um, it's pointing the finger at Kira pretty heavily at this point. Yeah, it looks like he might have done it. <laughs> um, we flash back, we flash ahead to the future, which is the yeah. present. Mm-hmm. But our future. Right. But mm-hmm. it's the character's present. Yeah, definitely. Got it, I think. <laughs> I love how synchronized that was. <laughs> um, but uh, Cisco is hanging out at a table in Quarks, and also Dax is in this episode. Yeah, she's here. What? Oh, yeah. Does she say anything? Um, yes. She, she says, says, oh, that's too bad or something. She has like one line. I love being a man sometimes. <laughs> and um, in the past, which is our future. <laughs> but the character's present. But the character's present. They had reconstructed the list, the eight name list, using Mrs. Vatrick's communication logs and bank Oh, records. yeah. It's smart. They're, see, they're, like, Starfleet's like real detectives. They're like, <laughs> why don't we just use the things and get the information? <laughs> Which is like what the FBI does now. They're just like, why don't we just look at what they're doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like she had absolutely no contact with eight people, and then suddenly these eight yeah. people were sending her a shit ton of money. Yeah, 100,000 liras or whatever. Like, how stupid do you have to be as a criminal to be like, all right, I'm going to have them blackmail this money right into my goddamn bank account. Yeah, don't even launder it. Just fucking make it, just send it to me right now. Like, what? But uh, dumb. But Odo walking around being real honest with every suspect he meets is the real justice here. <laughs> That's the justice. He was trying to Columbo in the era of the actual FBI. It doesn't work. <laughs> I yeah. have met Columbo, and you, sir, are no Columbo. <laughs> Tell us about when you met Columbo, Kevin. Did you really meet Columbo? No, that was a lie to sound cool. Oh, oh I believe it. I really it. thought you were cool. Odo would be really mad at me for lying to you guys, because lies are the worst thing. <laughs> lies are so L- bad. Lies, unless... are, lies are worse than Hitlering. Unless yeah. they're not. Lies are worse than collaborating with Hitler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but they f- they figure out that the the men on the list, the eight names, were collaborators with the Cardassians, and that's why they're getting blackmailed. And um, they d- they can't charge her with a crime yet, which is weird. It yeah, seems I mean, like they should be able to. It's pretty yeah. cut and dry at this point. Yeah, I I wanted I made a note about like how like the the ins and outs of the criminal justice system in this part of the galaxy or wherever are a little. They're not. I don't really know what they are. Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> like, ill-defined. Yeah, I don't... It's, uh, it's convenient for the episode that, like, now they can't go get her, right? Even yeah. though, like, that's totally fucking what's happening. Like, did any judge would be like, yeah, you can go arrest this lady. <laughs> did Bajor do the digging, or did the Federation do the digging? Mm, good I, question. I think it's like... I don't know, actually. Because you have to do it by Bajoran law. Yeah, it might be Bajoran law. That's yeah. a good point. Might, wow. be red, point. might be red tape. Yeah, so Look, much red tape. Collaborating with the Cardassians during the occupation, a crime. Blackmail, not a crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
They would want to know that, though. That would be, like, the thing that the Bajorans would want to know the oh, most. Oh, yeah, they'd be like, oh, you want us to bring this... I can just see the phone call, because they're like, let's bring her up to the station for questioning. Let's get the Bajorans to send her. There's somebody mm-hmm. on the other line's like, oh, okay, she's blackmailing eight collaborators. Let me go ahead and get a pencil. What are those collaborators' names? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> They'd be like, time to start executing, folks. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give us those collaborators' names. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Their addresses, right, right? Mm-hmm. And what time should we come over to murder you? <laughs> <laughs> but um, after they have their conversation, like, Odo leaves and... Uh, the uh, the lightning assassin is sitting outside the door uh, far <laughs> enough away that he could absolutely not hear anything any of them said, but he did. Mm-hmm. He's got super hearing. Assassins are like that. He's got Bajoran hearing. It's super hearing. It's the earrings help you hear better. It's like an amplifier, like a hearing aid. Cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Bajorans are cool. They have hearing aids. Yeah. <laughs> That makes them cyborgs. So does my grandma. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is my grandma Bajoran? And cool? <laughs> yes, on both. <laughs> this is my favorite part of the whole fucking episode. <laughs> this guy has flowers. Like, it's like fucking... Yeah. This guy's a master assassin. We're, He's a, a master of his craft. Yet. Come on! Let me I'm talk so, about this! I'm sorry. We're not there yet. Come on! We, we have another Odo flashback. I'm with Kevin on this episode. (laughs) You changed your mind now. This episode sucks. Too many flashbacks. Let's get to the part with the flowers. (laughs) So Odo has Kira in his office, and she catches her in a lie, a very badly acted lie. Nana Visitor's like, I don't want to be here today. Yeah. (laughs) Just want to get through it. (laughs) No, this scene is actually great. This is a good scene. But uh, he, he, like, demands to know where she was, and she's like, you're going to have to choose if I tell you. You're going to have to choose whether you're on our side or you're on the Cardassian side. He gives this, like, bullshit speech about how justice is blind and he'll never have to choose. Mm. And she's like, actually, I'm a member of the Bajoran Underground, and I I blew up the, yeah. Now what are you going to do? blew up the mining facility. (laughs) She's like, now what are you going to do, you melty fuck? Which side are you going to be on? <laughs> yeah. P- take your pick. Justice is blind, my asshole. And Blam. Gold Ducat comes in, and he's like, is this her? And he's like, no. She didn't kill him. I'm sure of it. I never lie. I'm sure, I, I'm sure she didn't kill him, which is, like, super clever, because yeah. he's not lying. He's not lying, but he does choose his side. Yeah, he does. Mm. He lets her go, and uh, Ducat's like, well, who fu- who fuck was it then? Yeah. And then we flash ahead to Josh's favorite scene in Star Trek history. Yeah. Wait. The old shove of flowers at a guy with a knife. <laughs> Wait, so did, did Golducott just kill ten random people because Odo couldn't solve the case? Uh, probably. Yeah, I mean, he killed lots of... So. He killed, like, a lot of people, Kevin. <laughs> Hate oh. to tell you, but... He killed, like, I, a million random people. Like, I, probably millions. Yeah. I think that guy's no good. I don't know. You know I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't care for this gold Ducat. I don't fella. care for this gold Ducat fella. I don't, I don't care up. for the cut of his jib. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I get a bad feeling about this gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> this this make Cardassia great again shit. I don't know about it. <laughs> Sounds a lot like not my type of ginger tea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so in the present, 
Yes. Uh, the assassin comes into the infirmary and he's like, visiting hours over? He's like, I'm here to see the Ferengi. And he's here's like, oh, flowers. I'm sorry. And he's like, can you take these flowers for me? And, he's and he like, shoves oh, the course. flowers into his chest and there's a knife in the flowers. He stabs him with the knife. He's like, oh, flowers with a knife in it. I should have seen it coming. And then the guy dies. And this like trained security officer who's just been stabbed in the chest just goes, well, I guess I'll die. I'm yeah, not going like, to scream. I'm not going to hit an yeah. alarm. I'm just going to die. die. Laser blasts to the chest we can solve. But knives to the chest? There's not, not a knife. Happen. Knife is like paper. You can't hack it. <laughs> knife beats paper. I'm can't trying to hack, hack his knife to stop him from stabbing me, but it's not working. <laughs> Damn like, you, analog knives. That <laughs> That fucking guard all but walked up to him and was like, oh, may I smell those flowers? Yeah, he kind of was like, real, like he might have been like super into flowers like on the side. Maybe he was like a botanist. He was like, I love flowers. He hugged them practically. Cisco, I need one guard on our, on our victim at all times. Make sure they suck. <laughs> Make sure he doesn't love flowers. Send me your smallest, weakest deputy. <laughs> uh, well... Jones is off duty. I guess it's Jones. Put him with the guy who needs a lot of pee breaks. <laughs> <laughs> but like he goes over to Quark and turns off his life support and then picks up a pillow from the pillow dimension yes. and shoves it onto Quark's face. <laughs> the perfect like murderingest, chokingest pillow he can find. He's like ah, that one. <laughs> Ah, yes. <laughs> a trusty murder pillow. <laughs> he and brought a knife. He brought a knife, but he left it in the guard, so of course... <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't he stab him with the knife? It's already got the guard's blood on it. He doesn't want to get blood in other people. Maybe he's got a blood phobia. He doesn't want to see it. He's like, I already shot this guy in the chest, so clearly that's like a strong area. I can't just stab him in the chest, but nothing <laughs> survives the pillow. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't even think about the knife. I didn't even think about it. I didn't either. That's a good catch. Like, why did he take the knife out of the... Oh, whatever. <laughs> why didn't he just snap his neck? Why did he have a pillow? Why did he do anything besides a pillow? Is that, like, a noir thing? I don't yeah. know. Just Smothering like someone with a pillow you pull out of nowhere is the most noir type thing you can do. <laughs> hey, the man, wormhole. that's the comfiest death he can have. <laughs> Go to sleep. Oh, so comfy. Time to sleep. No lies, only dreams now. <laughs> but um, Rom comes into the room and like starts going off like a fucking police siren at the top of his head. Dude, you know? <laughs> they use that shit in uh, Star Trek Online when you do like a mission. They use that same scream <laughs> for the Ferengi yelling. <laughs> I love it so much. I, I wrote down in my notes. So good. Uh, but was like, that their first take? Was that they were they just like one take? That's it. That's it. You don't need another one after that. Max Groden check. They're like, you're done for the day, Max. That was perfect. <laughs> well, he's not done for the day because the assassin picks him up by his shoulders like he's a small <laughs> child and throws him into a bookcase. Well, he has no knife with which to stab him. <laughs> yeah, time to start throwing. He's like, is- shit, I don't have time to pick up my murder pillow. What am I going to do? <laughs> Better throw the guy. That'll do it. That'll do the trick. He just throws him into a shelf and then tries to fucking bolt out the door. And- Where's he going to go? Like, it's know. a space station. It's not that big. 
But uh, Odo grabs him by the shoulders, and he's like, Fuck my own technique! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see you learned shoulder, shoulder technique. And he just holds him against a wall, and the guy stops struggling almost immediately. He's like, oh, I guess you got me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Odo just turns into slime and enters into his mouth, and then goes out his eyes, and then the dude dies. I think a, I think he comes out his pee hole, too. Oh my god, it's Which brutal. It's the first time in Star Trek history they show something coming out of a pee hole. Well, but not so, the last. But not the last. <laughs> Jeff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so Odo reverse fours that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he fucking, he like goes, Rom, it's over. Stop screaming. You saved your brother's life. And Rom's like, yeah. oh boy, I did. Yeah. Wait, I did? <laughs> he starts screaming again. It's so good. And Quark gives a big smile. When he's awake. Like, He's That's a fucking Macaulay Culkin, Danny Elfman music swells ass shit. Yeah, <laughs> that might have been what they were going for. They're like that Culkin kid, but they—he's <laughs> going places. <laughs> but uh, they take him to the—they take uh, whoever the fuck the assassin to Lightning Johnny Lightning. Assassin. Johnny Lightning. Johnny Lightning. And they bring Mrs. Vatrick up, and they're like, and she's like, I've never seen him before. And Odo's like, bullshit, you fucking bitch! Yeah. <laughs> and Blam. everybody's like, whoa, and like backs All away right. from him. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> he says, yeah. shit, I've had a hard day, I've had a hard day. It's been a long day. <laughs> Then he drinks like a gallon of tequila. It's incredible. <laughs> and it all just falls through him because he's also liquid. <laughs> And he's, oh, he's like, look, we looked at all your bank transfers and stuff, and we know that you know this guy, so get in the cell. <laughs> yeah, you're fucked, Vatrick. And she's like, she lawyers up, but Odo's like, I can beat you for a while before the lawyer gets here, so we're <laughs> I can really bad cop the shit out of you. But she's <laughs> like, no matter what you think, I never killed my husband, and Odo's like, I know. <gasps> yeah, he doesn't, he realizes it. And we as an audience so are like, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Kira Dunn did murder. <laughs> uh-oh. I love it. I love they, it so they much. They have this, like, really sort of heartfelt back and forth where we learn that, like, they're truly friends at this point. And, like... Yeah. She says that, like, what he thinks really matters to her. Mm-hmm. And they could have had the schmaltzy ending. Like, after mm. she says that she killed him in self-defense, they could have had the schmaltzy ending. Where she says... Will you ever be able to trust me again? And he says, of course I will, because we're best friends forever. But instead, he's completely silent and just hangs his head. And that's the end of the episode. It's so good, man. I love it. Yeah, I really really thought that the ending was super strong. Um, And I think it it shows that, like, uh, Kira is what was needed back then. And Mm -hmm. Odo is, like, Odo's sense of, like, idealism and, like, right and wrong and... Like that sort of uncompromising morality is sort of like what they need right now if Bajor is going to be part of the Federation, right? Yeah. And Absolutely. It, it it's great how like they, you know, complement each other and as friends. I, again, I don't see the romance in these two very much at all, other than Odo deserves to fuck. I guess the, right. the writers. <laughs> Right. And Kira's been fucking the president, so now it's time to fuck a shapeshifter? <laughs> what Oops, a fuck my shapeshifter. <laughs> what a downgrade, seriously. 
Nah, yeah, I, I like them better as friends, and I think that this, like, goes a long way. Like, you kind of got to get this some of this out of out of the show's system, too, right? Like, you got to explain, like, like Odo was working for the Cardassians, but, like, Kira and him are friends. Like, how does this work, right? So yeah. you kind of start to, like, chip away at that, like, very complex relationship. And this is, like, a great, like, opening, like, salvo of, like, well, here's how complicated it really is, right? Like, it's it's super complicated. It's like a a Schindler type of thing, right? Where he was, like, part of the Nazi party, but he was actively working against them in every way. That was, like, what Odo was doing when he was working for the Cardassians. At least once he, like, becomes friends with Kira anyway, that's what was happening. He starts Mm. to become less... Uh, I see nothing, right? Like, he's a little more, like, hands-on with, like, the resistance. But, I don't know. I, I I love this episode. I thought it was great. I forgot about it, and I was like, oh, this episode's good. Yeah. I like noirs, like you, Jeff. Um, so I, 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 I love Knife Flowers was hilarious. <laughs> I was like... I was so happy when this started playing because I, I didn't remember what Necessary Evil was. Like, what I didn't that either. Episode was. Mm. So when it started playing, I was like, oh, fuck, it's this one. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, for a second, thought it was going to be the uh, Quark goes to the Grand Nagus in heaven and does that episode. I thought it was that one. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're going to have to watch the, the fucking Heaven Grand Nagus. <laughs> I don't even know what that one's called. I don't know what that one's called either. I know the names of episodes from TOS and TNG pretty okay. I don't yeah. know shit from any of the other series. Yeah, the, the, DS9 gets really, like, I get hazy on their names. I, I did like this episode, even though I'm kind of downplaying it for more interesting podcast conversation. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't think it... I don't think it really quite adds anything to the noir formula. It just kind of shows that, yes, DS9 is versatile enough that it can competently fit into this genre. And right. Then we can go back to doing a different thing to like right. the next time. Yeah. But you have to remember, too, that like this is 1993 television. Right. right. That's not... The purpose wasn't to like further the like noir subgenre or whatever. It was just to show how the relationship between Odo and Kira began... And like Josh said, how complicated that becomes when you put it into the framework of the Cardassian occupation. Yeah. Sure, but like, I'm watching this in, you know, 2019, and I first watched it in 2017, so I kind of have to, like, judge it on, like, does it, like, completely blow my mind or not, because that's the... That's like the era of TV we're living in right now. Like, yeah, that's but the era uh, of TV everybody tells me li- we're living in right now anyway. Yeah, nothing's really blowing my mind except Riverdale, <laughs> <laughs> which literally blows my mind because it's insane. But yeah, like, and this was a competently written, not boring, rock solid episode of TV. Like, yeah, I I think that's fine. Like, I I just it's not. It, it doesn't, like, inspire, like, me to punch this guy and be like, fuck yeah, DS9. <laughs> yeah, but, like, compared... right that it's it might just be, like... The reason I like this episode so much is because it's a neo-noir. Like, yeah. the episode itself and what it accomplishes... It's for, like, right. noir fans, I, I think, yeah, right? Like, it's, it's a nod to them. This episode and what it accomplishes in the grand picture of Deep Space Nine isn't much. It is just, like, a really competently written episode. The reason why I get so hyped for it is because it is a neo-noir. 
And you love Odo, and obviously. I, I don't know if you love Odo because of the noir, or you love noir because of Odo. I don't know which ones. <laughs> I, I like Odo because he's a detective. Like, I always talk yeah. about how I love security officers. and like, Yeah, well, you are one. Yes, aboard Satellite M, where we're at right now. Welcome, Kevin, by the way. Oh. Thank you for having me. I don't me. know if I trust having a red guy in here. Do I Do I have a shirt? Like, do I have a cannon shirt? You're color? red. Yeah, Am you're I command. Red? Oh, cool. Yeah. You're oh, an well, inspector. Oh, that's a mistake. <laughs> you're an inspector that's sent to Satellite M to make sure we're doing our jobs. Yeah, why don't you know why you're here? <laughs> have you been getting into that ginger tea again? <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been drinking that space acid. <laughs> oh, man, that duranium shit? Oh, yeah, fuck it. It only fuck burns me. through duranium, so I guess you're fine. Yeah, maybe it's like just like soap. <laughs> you know, maybe it's that, just like whatever. That thing's, that thing's like apple cider vinegar. It just cleans you out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Magnesium. I think the, the framework of the show being a neo-noir is the reason why Josh and I like it so much. Like, if you're not yeah. into that type of thing, it is just a basic good episode. Right. Yeah. Also, yep. if you're dumb, it's a basic good episode. <laughs> Damn. There's the, there's the real final shot. Jesus. You just got flowered knifed, dude. That's I right. Mean, come smell my flowers, Kevin. Oh, flowers. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not on like 12 layers of Trek Boy like y'all are. <laughs> you can, what, what, I, what I will agree with Kevin, though, is like the noir format is a, totally a symptom of like uh, the show having to make 26 episodes a oh, season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, I don't disagree with that at all. Which is just the way it was in 93. Like, that's the like, way it was. We gotta show something about these characters to the audience to get them more invested, and I really like noir, so I'm gonna yeah. make a noir. Yeah. Let's make that one. Sure, right? Yeah. yeah. And our and our writers are pulling their fucking eyeballs out. They just want to do something different. They're yeah, so tired of space. They're sick of the... <laughs> I, what I what I do love though about these early DS nines, and I I rag on them a lot because yeah. I, I always say like I skip to three, right? Skip to season three, yeah. which I I do typically if I'm just like ca- like casually watching the series again. Mm. Uh, but like what I do like about these uh, is like there is a lot of like space mystery going on in these early ones. Even the next episode, there's like another space mystery, and like I can't get enough of that shit. Like I love that shit. I do so. love a space mystery. I'm yeah, a big fan of cool. space mystery. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a great album cover, like a, a, like an album name like for a, a '70s band. Like space Deep mystery. Purple, Deep Purple. It would be Deep Purple, Fuck right? Yeah. Space Mystery. Or maybe it would be Ted Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they can hear it. I think it's too quiet. I can whip it out. So I'm sure they can hear it. <laughs> it's real quiet on my waveform. Here. Can't believe you worked it in so seamlessly, Kevin. <laughs> that sound. Wait, I'm editing. Uh, so John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Uh-huh. There was an entire scene deleted from this episode, filmed what? and then deleted. Was it the uh, pee hole scene we talked about? No, that was in. We all saw that. Oh, that was in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I must have went to the bathroom. It was actually a very important scene that gave uh, an entirely new plot point that they cut. Okay. And mm. it was like Odo was going to go talk to um, Palra, Mrs. Va, whatever. Vatrick? Vatrick. Yeah, Mrs. Vatrick. And uh-huh. uh, he goes to her quarters or whatever. And as he like knocks on the door, it opens and Gold Ducat comes out. 
Ooh. And she kisses him goodbye. Ooh. And it yeah. reveals that she's been having an affair with Ducat the entire time. Damn. I kind of like that that didn't happen. Ducat uh, gets a lot of pussy. In, can I say that word on the show? Pussy? You've yeah. said it quite often, I think. <laughs> he gets a lot of that on this show. And, like, I don't. I like. I don't know. Like these women are just like falling for his bullshit. He's just such a fucking asshole. I mean, she's also like a turbo bitch, so it's a match right. made in heaven. But and and like she's. Like, I like that. I mean, I guess it makes sense that they that he would use his power over her. Like that makes sense. It's very evil as fuck. Yeah, it's it's evil as fuck. But it, it's also like another red herring that makes it seem like she's responsible for killing yeah. her husband. Right. But I mean like she I mean she was a collaborator too, so like obviously like it makes it it makes sense, I think. I, I, I I'm I'm kind of you're swinging me here. I kind of I kind of I'm okay with it I'm now. I'm always swinging you, baby. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mark uh Mark Alamo or Alamo? I think, it's, uh-huh. I think it's Alamo, who plays got Ducat. It. He was actually really pissed off that that scene got cut. He had, <laughs> he had this whole, like, actors Don't do. worry, Mark. He has this whole, like, thing in his head, like actors do, where there's this whole right. backstory and, like, emoti- like emotional core to the relationship yeah. between mm. Ducat there's not. and Paul. Yeah, Ducat's not. He doesn't care. <laughs> He'll fuck anything. Uh, Mark Alamo, like, really loves Ducat and thinks he's not a bad guy so that's fucking insane like he, but that's how you have to play him though yeah he, like, yeah he that is true for long enough that like he doesn't he's, think he's a bad guy anymore he's method acting maybe that's, if I was Mark Alamo you know what I would say on my deathbed bury me in the basement of the Alamo I would say remember Mark Alamo oh, damn it <laughs> <laughs> And then I would die, and it would be awesome, and then I'd crap myself, because, like, that's what happens when you die. Yeah. Sometimes that happens when you don't die. (laughs) Chances are it will happen before you die. Like, one-to-one, it's going to happen to you. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. Something to look forward to. (laughs) Let's give him something to talk about. Um, He does... He does... Another John Larroquette fun fact of the week, oh, earlier sick. pointed out by Kevin, he stops, mm-hmm. turns around, and says one more thing. He also yep. says all part of a routine investigation, which are both uh, phrases said in every single episode of Columbo. And That's amazing. Specifically, because Peter Allen Fields loves Columbo. That's amazing. Did he write for Columbo? I feel like he did. I, think I saw so. that on the list of things that he did. I think he, he wrote for Columbo. I think you're right. Mark Allen Fields. Who fucking doesn't love Columbo? Uh, you know what? I found an artist the other day that draws... Uh, this goes back to an earlier conversation that wasn't uh, like recorded about furries... <laughs> he draws nothing but furries of the band Journey, Seinfeld, cool. and Columbo. Sure. Um, that wow. rules. I was like, this is <laughs> like a, a combination of things I never thought I would see, and I'm glad I very, lived long enough to see them. That's a very specific fan set there. Great art, too, by the way. They do animations. They looked great. Holy shit. Hmm. I don't see anything about uh, Columbo. I don't think. Thing. I, th- I think maybe the director had directed episodes. Yeah, of maybe Columbo. That James L. Conway. Let's see, uh, MacGyver, which is kind of like a Columbo. 
Yeah, that's just Columbo with science. Yeah, he's like a science Columbo. <laughs> Smallville? Is that Columbo? No, that's Smallville. It's super that, Columbo. That's super Columbo. <laughs> super Columbo. Uh, what else here? Uh, I said 90210, kind of Columbo-y. That's like, that's like six Columbos trying to navigate through their early 20s. <laughs> young Columbos. Columbo, the young adventures. Yeah. <laughs> That's Young it. Columbo. Legend? The movie? They write the no, that's not There's a Satan Columbo in that one. <laughs> that's not it's not the movie, it's a different it's a show. Science fiction western, there you go. That was the name ran of the show. <laughs> it ran on UPN from April eighteenth, nineteen ninety five to August twenty second, nineteen ninety five. So a good four months. So Damn. a great show. Yep. <laughs> guys ever feel just like a Columbo in the wind? Every day of my goddamn life, Kevin. Yeah, true that. True fucking that. Do you guys have any closing thoughts about this episode or Deep Space Nine in general? I'm going to say Kevin didn't uh, sway me with his constant pessimism. I still like <laughs> I still like this episode. Um, I'm going to say you guys kind of swayed me. And like this episode is pretty good. Uh, but I don't know. It's like a six out of ten. <laughs> I think I was going to say earlier, Kevin. I think you're comparing it to the other sh- episodes in this show, and like that's really going to lower the grade, right? Sure. Like, yeah. There's so many episodes in this show where you're like, "Oh, this is incredible." This is probably like I, I think either you or Jeff said this is probably one of the best episodes in like season two. Yeah, it's yeah. my favorite. Damn sight, damn sight better than anything in season one. <laughs> Yes, like, th- yeah, this is it's way a step ahead of season one where they're like, I don't know, Dax gets kidnapped? <laughs> like, you're like, look, sure. I got an idea for this week's episode. <laughs> a bunch of aliens come on and they have to do jump rope and jump on skip blocks. <laughs> <laughs> they get sucked inside of a video game. Kids love them. <laughs> All right, Mr. Fields. That's P.A. Fields to you, Junior. <laughs> So now go get me a, so yeah, a that's big, my, red bubble gum. <laughs> big red bubblegum. Big red bubblegum. That's my ruling on this episode. Could be worse. Six out of ten. Six try it. You're giving it a six try it. Try it, yeah. I feel like your rating of this episode keeps going down every time you say it's gone up. You're like, yeah. it's pr- it's it's okay. And then it became, <laughs> it's pretty good. He started out at like a three. <laughs> he was at like a hard three. <laughs> So he's got like double, so that's good. It's true. Yeah. I would it's give it if I uh, I would give it ratings now. I'll I'll try it. I'll give it like a I'll give it like an eight point five. Yeah, I would say I'd probably give that's it a the strong same. B, a that's, middling B. I was gonna give it an eight actually. So I think I'll, I'll stick give with it, that. I'll give it. An I'll eight. give it the eighty five percent because like looks better. The number just looks better to me. Um, I'll go out on a limb and say that you guys watch more Star Trek than I do. So mm-hmm. perhaps you have much more context from which to appreciate this multifaceted well, we duel. S- we have seen a lot more terrible Star Trek than you. <laughs> Kevin, I don't think us having more experience with Star Trek negates your view on it at all. I don't think... It's like I always say about Star Trek. You lose it if you don't use it. <laughs> Perspective is everything. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Read us your essay that you wrote, Kevin. No, we have to go. (laughs) The dictionary defines... All right, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and cut that off right now. Uh, (laughs) 
I would like to take this opportunity to thank everyone for tuning in today to Am Class Podcast. Oh yeah, do you guys want to pitch something, both of you together, that you want people to go look at? As a matter of fact, I would. I would also. Go. Kevin and I have finally decided that it's time for the world to receive our seed. I mean, podcast. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> Actually, Kevin and I have started a podcast together. It's called Original Characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode of it, of it now. It's good. It's so only- I... It's on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, I don't know if it ended up on YouTube, actually. I didn't put it there. So. Uh, then it didn't. Cause <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It'll end up there eventually. Yeah. Um, it's, it's edited by Kevin, art by me, and mm. the whole concept of it is every episode we're going to jump into a franchise's fandom, learn about mm. that fandom, and create our own original fan characters. The yeah. first episode, I'm sure you can guess what it's about from that description. <laughs> we did Sonic. It's Sonic the Hedgehog, and it is a laugh riot. You can find yeah. it on Twitter, at OGOCpod. We also gonna... uh, incorporate uh, uh, fan and listener-submitted uh, uh, original characters into our original characters' worlds. Sort of come up with a cosmology for everyone to live in. Oh, it it yeah. is so dumb and fun. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I hope you guys will like it. I was there for the drunken incarnation of this the <laughs> night that you guys were deep fucking diving into Sonic fandom, and I was like shocked. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I was shocked, but it, it was fucking hilarious. It's, it's arresting. It's like the yeah. amount of it's emotional honesty. It's too much. Yeah. It's it's like way too much. It's like seeing like a, a, a nude for the first time as a child. And you're like, oh my God, that's a person. That is. <laughs> and you're like, oh, maybe later. Yeah, I'll get it later. <laughs> when I'm ready. Um, right, Wiener? <laughs> if you would like some of that, you can head on over to at OGOC pod on Twitter and you'll find all the relevant links that you'll hope to find. Of I course, just followed iTunes, it. SoundCloud, whatever you want. We're on it. Yo, we got Josh following us. He's got like a thousand followers. Yep. Oh my God. Josh has got like a hundred <laughs> followers. He's going to make yep. us so famous. <laughs> yep. Um, they're not, not going to like spoil too much but there might hmm. be an episode with josh on it sometime yeah i told I like you my it. idea right we're Maybe gonna do liked that it. actually we'll okay. talk about All that right. right after this okay that mm. sounds good mm. uh, they you, can't hear it no they'll, they'll not be able to hear it until a little bit before it happens so that they can take part in it yes just like our porn talk what yeah see you next week wait wait <laughs> Kevin, where where can people follow you on the internet? Oh, hi, my name's Kevin. I make video games. If you think I deserve to live, please buy my video games. Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter, at RealKevinCole. Um, that's me. Nice. His video game yeah. is called Hack, H-A-Q-U-E. It's available on all better platforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only it on $15. Fucking buy yeah. it and play it, you goddamn pieces of shit why won't you play it it's just, great are you too good for it play you it think you you're too good sucks. for hack you idiot <laughs> fuck you the you. best 
I think Why are you like... here? Fuck off! <laughs> fuck off and play hack! What are you play doing? Play it right the fuck now, you stupid morons! <laughs> anyway, that's H-A-Q-U-E. It's a, be- it's a beautiful game. I think you'll enjoy it. I'm glad you guys like it so much. <laughs> fuck yeah! I'm willing to alienate my audience. <laughs> You can follow this podcast at M Class Podcast on Twitter. There's a website. It's uh, mclasspodcast.wordpress.com where you can find nice. out all the things we've done before. Mm-hmm. And uh, we mm-hmm. got a great little Patreon over at patreon.com/mclasspodcast where you can give us get... your money. <laughs> yeah, money please. Money please. You can get <laughs> new podcasts, more art, more audio. More blogs. Just more of everything, man. Yeah. For as low as, like, a dollar a month. Yeah, and then you get the thing for free. If you do $5 a month, you get a early access to the next show we go- we're going to do That's called right. M-Class Emails. And uh, if you would like to have your email read on that show, you can ship it on over to mclassemail at gmail.com. No S's. Singular. Singular. <laughs> There's legend of a time when it wasn't sick. <laughs> I've never heard this. This is news to Jeff. This is a revisionist history going on on the podcast. Do it. Participate. Participate. Uh, please, <laughs> please do. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, again, for tuning in. Thanks to Kevin Cole for being on the podcast today. Thanks Thank you, for Kevin. having me. And uh, we will see you in one week's time for more M-Class goodness. Bye. 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 I'm mentally ill.